Hey guys, what's going on? Brendan Miller here with uh, Kevin Van Dam. No, it's it's my brother Rodney. Yeah, sorry. Uh, today we are doing something a little bit different. We are doing a podcast. This is a pilot episode. It's going to be about twenty minutes long. This is an experiment, Rodney. Yeah, it is. We don't know if the viewers are going to like this. They may think we're the we worst podcasters know. ever. It could be really bad. Um, but like I said, this is a pilot episode. We're going to put this out on YouTube. If you guys are interested in seeing more, definitely be sure to like and uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. If you want to see more, we'll probably put it on iTunes or SoundCloud or something like that. Try and make money off of it. Well, I don't. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. know. That. You'd have to be really good to get money off of a podcast. To, I think you have to have quite a bit of quite a bit of viewers to make money off podcasts. Yeah. No, this is just something I've wanted to do for a long time. It's good it's, interaction with the subscribers. Yes, exactly. It's good interaction with you guys, and we get to talk a little bit more about. A wide range of topics, you know, hunting, fishing. Loving every day. Okay, let's keep Luke Bryan out of this, please. Yep. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Man, Rod, way to drag him into the, every conversation. My bad. You don't even like Luke Bryan, I do, do not. You? I do not like country music at all. That's okay, why. Okay, we'll stop there. We're going to yeah. make people upset. Bam, right there. <laughs> 30 seconds in, we've made half our hour. Controversial topic right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so Rod, I, I guess for this episode I was thinking about um, a theme We'll try to have some sort of a theme going into every episode, but we're probably not going to stick it's with gonna it. It's going to be rabbit trailing a lot. Yeah, we're really good at rabbit trailing. Um, just got home from church. That's why I'm, we're kind of dressed up. This is why yep. I'm dressed up. I'm I lazy. changed. I'm lazy. I did not feel like changing. So, uh, yeah. But one thing I wanted to talk about is family traditions. I yep. guess talk about how we started fishing, fishing and yep. hunting. Um, it, it's a cool story. So I guess I'll I'll, I'll go first. Go we're for not, it. We're I turns or I don't know. Let's just talk about it. Like okay. When did you start fishing? Like when? What was your? What is the longest? Uh, my first fishing memory. Yeah, what was your first fishing memory? You know, I gotta say it's probably my first fishing memory was one day my dad said to me, he's like, "Hey, tomorrow morning we're going fishing." I was probably five or six years old. Yeah, you know, younger than that, two or three maybe. Yeah, I don't even know. But he said we're going fishing tomorrow, and I was like, "Oh yeah, fishing, right?" Well, I remember getting up at like six in the morning, and there was a pond behind our house. Not the house we lived at. It was, this is our first house we lived at. Oh, yeah. um, there was a pond behind there, and uh, we went back there. And um, you know, I was all excited, and I caught some bluegill, and I was really excited about that. My dad was a little disappointed because he wanted to catch bass, uh, but he couldn't catch any bass. Bummer. But I was really excited about the bluegill. And then I remember another trip where my uncle Nate took Darian and Eric. By the way, they've been in some of my videos. Uh, me and you, I think we went to yeah. Price's Pond, I believe. Probably. Yeah, and I remember watching my cousin, Sylvia, reel on a, a, a nice bass, and I was just thoroughly enthralled. It was tremendous. Yeah. My my memory would be, uh, man, the memory that I would have that goes back would be fishing with Dad. Uh, you got to get closer to your mic, son. Or move your mic forward. Hi. No, move your mic okay. forward. Here, there we There's go. that better? Move forward a little more. more? There, there, uh, okay, yeah, I can sit back. Am I in the frame? Uh, barely. Okay, what was that? Okay, what was that creek that we would fish? Um, with Ryan? No, no, no. Way back when Mom okay, would go okay. small, small fishing. Oh yeah, yeah. What so, was that? So those is one creek that um, we knew a guy who owned some land back of the strip pits. Yep. There's a strip mining area. There's this really nice river that ran through there. Really good smallmouth fishing, and I think there was even like rainbow trout in there. They caught saw guy out of there as yeah. well. Catfish, like really, really good fishing. Yeah, that was fun. Is that the one you're talking that about? That was the one I was talking about. Yeah, we that would be my. I'd probably be the farthest because I remember going like way back. I was young. Yeah, that's where we fished for a long time. Yeah, we fished there multiple times, and like every time, my mom. I remember my mom would go off by herself. Dad, it's funny. My dad would be left baiting the hooks and untangling lines. My mom would be like, "I'm out of here," and she'd go and out. catch. She'd come back with like three or four smallmouth. Yeah, 
That was pretty cool. So that was pretty funny. Uh, I caught my first catfish off that bridge actually. Okay. I remember. I don't remember actually catching anything myself. Yeah. Maybe a rock bass. I remember. I you, was pretty young. You caught a smallmouth the one time and you were Did cranking I? it, up. and we we would fish off this bridge. It was a pretty high bridge, and we would just drop our lines down and then just reel the fish straight up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the one time I remember, I think you caught a smallmouth and you had like halfway up and it fell off. Oh, that'd be my luck. <laughs> So yeah, fish. I remember I caught my first catfish there. It was kind of cool because I watched it. I could see it. From, like, and this would have been 2005? 6, 2005, 2006. Probably 2006 would be a better number. Yeah, I think it was that year. Yeah. Because we went there. We fished Fairly there. young. We fished there a couple times, and then I think the last time we went back, it was we didn't do so good. It was like the fishing. Had, like, the river was dead. Yeah, we had went there in a long time. Then we went I, back. It was bad. I'm guessing probably a lot of people caught on to that was a good spot and fished and, it really yeah, hard. Yeah, knocked it. But I remember the I remember I think the first bass I ever caught. Remember um, catching is uh, we were going to a graduation party, you know, and uh, there was a who, pond who there. Who was getting graduated? Uh, Nate Gray. Nate Gray. Yes, that Nate was Gray. long ago. You guys don't know him. He was a guy that we used to go to church with. Um, he was getting he was getting graduated. And they had a pond there, and they said in the graduation card, "Bring your fishing stuff." So I was oh, like, that's right. So I was like, "This is exciting." Gary Gray's pond. Yeah, yeah. We fished there a lot. I never made a video there, but we did, we used to fish there a lot. We should yeah, go back. We should. That'd just for be kind of fun. just for nostalgic, just nostalgic, just a small little nostalgic, pond. nostalgic, nostalgic purposes. Nostalgic purposes. Yeah, I can't talk. Yeah. So I remember me and my dad just took a hook, bobber, and worm, and went down there. And there was a lot of people fishing there, but we were we caught like two bass. That's hard. And for I it. thought I thought you know it was pretty. You're pretty special, and yeah, you catch two. I was like, yeah, I kind of got it figured out. Yeah. Other people were catching bluegills. Like, yeah. we caught bass. I caught a bass. So yeah, that was one yeah. of the things. That, uh, we've and done. then we kind of, we did a lot of pond fishing as yeah. a family. We were yeah, younger. we would. And then we kind of transitioned from pond fishing, and then we went, and then we went into uh, fly fishing for steelhead. Exactly. We used to fish, fly fish for steelhead. It was funny is because we were like what ten or eleven, and we I don't had know. A, I wasn't that old. I was. I was ten. You were five, five or no, six. No, no. If you were ten, I was eight. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, we had our own fly rods, uh, tied our own flies, which were pretty terrible looking. They were awful. Then they we still, thought they still are pretty bad. We tie our own, but yeah, whatever. they're still a little rough nowadays. But you know they work. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember thinking it was just so cool to tie our own. Yeah, flies. we tie our own flies. Uh, hot, hot glue and we <laughs> we would use hot glue, hot yes. glue, super glue, and just yeah. balls of twine <laughs> and just ah uh, mangled little little yeah. bugs. So we we, you know, we we got into fly fishing pretty heavily, and what was funny is me and Rod kind of became fly fishing snobs. What was the first steelhead you ever caught? Well, let's, we'll jump to that. Okay. I'm gonna talk we're going to talk about the snobs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we thought we were really cool potatoes. And we did. We, really, we thought if you fish with a normal fishing pole, it was it was cheap. We thought fly fishing was the way to go. Yeah. I remember we used to fly fish for crappie. We actually caught, we caught oh, crappie yeah. fly we fishing. We would fly fish. There was a time we'd fly fish for everything. Yeah, we, we, would, we would fly fish. You tried to fly fish for catfish one time. Did I? You would take your fly rod. I caught a catfish on my fly rod. I saw... You put I a saw, dough ball. No, I saw a little. I was fishing along the bank. I looked down and I saw a little um, uh, bullhead. Bullhead come out from under a rock and go back in. So <laughs> I just took a little dough ball on a hook on a fly rod and dropped it down there. Shoot, we've caught we've caught carp on fly rods. Yeah, we have. Now that's a fight. That's a lot of fun. I yeah, would highly suggest doing that. We should maybe. We should totally do that this year. We're gonna do some carp fishing this year, which is exciting because they're yeah. a lot of fun to catch. Yeah. So yeah, you would put like a dough ball on your fly rod, just like chuck it out there and leave it like an old rod. Yeah, it's not normal but yeah i remember the, okay i remember the one time um we always had family over cousins and relatives <laughs> we, we have a pretty close family unit yeah um like darian and eric they're in a lot of my videos we get together once or twice a week uh they go to the same church as us so we're, yeah. we're very close so as, as well as like the rest of the miller family yeah. um, my aunts and uncles very very close we're all pretty i'd say we all pretty avid outdoorsmen like i know oh, that yeah if we're not hunting own, and fishing you're i don't know what else you're doing 
Right. You usually do uh, something like my, that. My Uncle John is an amazing hunter. By the way, if we keep doing this podcast... We're going to have, have John on. We'll have John on. Really, he's got some great stories to tell. Yes, he um, does. But yeah, so I remember the one time we had a bunch of people over, and we used to have this dock. This is when we lived beside the lake. Yeah. If you guys uh, go back and watch some of my older videos, you'll see that I live beside a lake. And we had this small dock, and I remember the one day... I gave my fly rod to one of my one of my cousins, and they were trying to fly fish with it. Needless to say, they weren't they weren't very good at it, but they were, they were going for it. They had a popper on there. And I remember I bent down, and I remember feeling that popper hit the back of my head. Oh. And I, and I felt the hook stick, but the hook actually popped off. And then I looked at the hook. There was no hook on it. So either the hook broke off in my head, and it's still in my scalp. Or it was always broken off. Yeah. So. I've had, I've seen, I remember Samuel, we were fishing in a boat with Samuel. By the way, Sam is, uh, if you want to know who Samuel is, check out uh, Fishing with Samuel. Uh, it's an episode I did. Really great guy. You'll, you'll know Samuel then. Yeah. Sam's been in multiple videos as well. He's been in a couple, yeah. You anyway, should, so. We'll get him on the podcast we'll too. We'll have to get Sam on the podcast. Um, so anyways, one of the guys casted, who was standing up in the boat, Sam was sitting down, the person cast, and I remember watching the hook, digging into the back, of, right in the back of Samuel's head, and then the line popped. And then the thing fell out of his head. Like it didn't. Like I don't. I don't know how it didn't penetrate, but it literally caught enough in his head to pop the line or pull the knot. And then it wasn't even deep enough that it just fell out. That's really weird. It was really weird. Okay. And on that note, well, right. On that note, let's talk a little bit about the times we've gotten hooked. Okay. How about that? Um, I have. Okay. I remember like fishing growing up. You were getting hooked all the time. I have only been hooked by a hook one significant time, mm-hmm. and it was in my foot. And was it, it wasn't past the barb. Yeah, but it. It went in my foot and ripped a big enough hole that I was able just to pull right out. That's it didn't nice. even didn't even get stuck bad. So remember, I've had great success yeah, with that. I remember I had this Boy Scout book handbook that I would look at. Oh yeah. And uh, it had this one diagram of what to do if you got hooked. Yeah. Um, so the one time I, remember I was fishing and I was fishing with a spinner. It was a yellow spinner. And I think we were catching crappie at the time down at the lake. Yeah. And uh, I did something. I forget what I did, but I jammed that hook past the bar. But we were looking at it. So I was like, well. The best thing to do, they say, when you when you hook yourself, you just push the hook the rest of the way through, clip the barb, and pull it back out. Right. So I just started like, I was like crying. I was just like, I gotta do this. I gotta push it the rest of the way through. And Rod's like, What are you doing? And I was like, I just have to do this. You know, it was a really dramatic moment. Um, I finally worked through the other side. It, it took a while. If you yeah, ever, you'd be surprised at how hard it is to push a hook. Yeah, it is through very, your face. Very difficult. It took me like a good ten minutes. Yeah, because it doesn't. It does not go through easy. It's no. weird. Anyway, we, we, we didn't have anything we didn't have anything that was able to cut this hook. So we ran over to the neighbor's house. Our neighbor was name was Candy, I believe. Thank you, Candy. Yeah. And he got this clippers and he was able to actually clip it and pull it back out. Traumatic experience, right? I think it was the same year. I'm mm-hmm. not I think it was. I was fishing with a wacky worm and had a small hook, probably like a number twelve size hook. Um, fishing with a wacky worm. And uh, I had just lost my worm, I think, and so I was reaching down to grab something and my line was dangling my hair and she went like that. And uh, I, remember, I remember I just like, I looked at it, I was just like, oh no, please no, not again. It was just, and this is one of those live bait hooks. It had like double barbs on the back. Uh, but I, okay, thinking back, I don't think it actually caught on those double barbs. But it would have been bad if it did. Yeah. It I don't know why I added that in. Bummer. Just to make it more dramatic, but it wasn't. It sounded it. dramatic, but if it didn't do anything, it's So went up to my mom's house and my mom was like, forget this, we're just going to rip the thing out. Yeah. So I put ice on it. And we put peppermint oil, which is like a very strong oil we use for medicinal purposes. Yes, I know. Homeschool family. It numbs uh, it. <laughs> essential oils. Essential oils. Um, My mom specializes <laughs> in essential oils. No, she doesn't. And herbs. But peppermint oil is really good. Yeah, you have a cold, is. you rub it on your chest, whatever. She poured that some of that on there, and it, it numbed it. It made it really numb. And so she grabs this, like, we had, like, these uh, 
one of those pliers you remove hooks out of fish's mouth. It clips. It oh, yeah. tightens down. Um, she clipped it on there, and she yanked it. Didn't and of course, I flinched. And it didn't come out. Of course, I flinched, and I screamed, and it didn't, it didn't do anything. That's and I was good. like, I was getting really, really upset. Cause yeah, I remember is, you were getting really worked up about this. I was like, I was almost hyperventilating. I was like, Mom, do not. Please do not do that again. She's like, okay, Brendan, I want you to calm down. I'm not going to do it again. Calm down. Just stop crying. I was like, ah, yeah. Wham. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. I was, Jerked I was around. Like, Straight so, lied to you. Yeah, but it was for my own good. Yeah, so. Uh, and then, okay, so that happened. And then I remember the other time, my co- my other friend, Benjamin, we were smallmouth fishing. Yes, I remember that. That was bad. He got a crankbait stuck in his finger. Well, he got it stuck up in a branch. And, and went to jumped, grab it. Jumped the, grabbed the, or grabbed the bait or grabbed the branch and then dropped down with all his weight and yep. just buried it into his finger. And so it was a traumatic, it was kind of traumatic. It took him, it took him a good, I think it took him a good 20 minutes to push that hook. And the we're talking of- pushing as hard as you can push a hook and it like would not. Like, I remember it got right to the edge of the skin, and it, like, would not go. Yeah, he was pushing as hard as he could. Tough Did dude. we end up taking a knife and just, like, cutting a little slip? I think we just took a... actually pop through? We took a, 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 a pliers and just smashed the barb down, I think. Because we had nothing to clip the hook. Yeah. So that's the second best thing you could do, if you can just, like, um, clip the hook and pull it back out. Now, or smash there, the barb. We could talk a little about this. Sometimes it's good to be able to pull the hook out back out. If it's really, really deep in, like, your flesh... Yeah, it's not. It may be the best option because if you, it, like I say, if it's it's buried in the side of your hand, there's really no way you could push it the rest of the way through. And when you rip it out, you're just ripping flesh, and you're gonna get a lot of tissue in there. Then yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna cut pretty bad. Yeah. It's a lose lose situation. You yeah, either have to push it through, all the way through, clip it, or you have to rip it out. It's not yeah, fun. If you fish long enough, you're gonna get a hook in somewhere. That's kind of a guarantee. Yeah. So I've only had it happen one time. Like I've had hooks poke into me, but not nothing that bad. See, I have this terrible. Okay, I have this terrible habit. When I used to live at the lake, I did not want to haul my tackle box wherever I go. Yeah. So it made sense for me. Take, you know, a couple weights, a couple hooks, a couple soft plastics, a crankbait, a jig, Throw chuck it in, it in my pocket. Yep. And with a crankbait, if you put it in your pocket very, very gently, it won't catch on anything, right? Yeah, you could be good. Needless to say, over the years, my mom's had to cut a lot of crankbaits out of my pockets. Because you're walking around, pockets. eventually they burrow in. But I remember we were filming an episode. Yeah, it's actually on video. Yeah, a vlog we did a couple years ago. No, that was last year, sorry. No, last was, year, yeah. Wasn't a couple of years ago, uh, last winter I think we were. I had a, a hook in my pants and I, I forget what I did, but it had just poked in my pants. Were you reaching for your phone and you yeah. caught it. I reached for my phone and pulled my phone out and it just somehow it just jammed it. That wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah. It was just in the skin, so we, just, we were able to pull just that took out. Took some wire around it, ripped it right out, no problem. Yeah, but I remember I used to like walk around the, the lake all the time and the camera. Why did the camera turn off again? Hang on, guys. Did it? Yeah, it did. Did I ever hit record? Oh, no, I didn't. Sorry, we're good. We're yeah, good. you had the screen flip no, backwards. Screen that's that's funny. I was like, why is the camera screen black? Uh, back to what I was saying. I used to walk around all the time with a bunch of hooks in my pocket, right? And um, the hooks would eventually kind of dig dig their way through my pants right. and rub against my skin. And so by like the end of the day, I would have like a spot like this big. Well, you can't see them if you're listening to the audio. Well, if you're looking at the video, a spot like this big with just little scratch marks where this hook would just be scratching, scratching against my leg all yeah. day. So it was, it was a bad habit. I still do that, actually. If I'm going somewhere and I just want to be quick, chuck cold baits in my pocket. Or have a hoodie, you know, put the oh, yeah. baits in the hoodie pocket. I think I actually have one hoodie. I still have one hoodie that has a crankbait yeah, in my pocket. Yeah, I felt it. I was wearing it the other day. I was like, whoa. I got to cut that out. It's a good it's actually, one. It's a really yeah, good 1.5. Yeah, square wheel, right? Okay, I, I think we should segue now. We should. I think we should segue. talk a little bit. Yeah, we're segueing into another part of the conversation. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about organization skills. 
because we are very different when it comes to organization skills. I'm a boss at organization. If you would go down into Rodney's hunting room right now. Okay, it's not... Right now, it's not too great. Yeah, if, but if you, would go, down, if you, if you would go down to Rodney's hunting room right now, it would be neat. There'd be stuff stacked in piles. Everything's nice and organized. If you go into my studio right now, there is trash everywhere. There's lures and mystery tackle boxes and just poles sprayed everywhere. And yep. this is the way I operate. I'll... I'll I'll deal with the mess until I can't deal with it anymore, or my mom tells me to clean it up. Yeah, then I'll organize everything, and I'll wait about a week, and it'll be trashed again. <coughs> Goodness, what's wrong? Tough. Oh, Rada's got a little chest cold. My bad. So yeah, I'm not very organized. I have to reorganize my tackle. Probably. Well, tackle, I should tackle usually like I've got a bad habit when I'm fishing when I when I have a bait on my line and I and I change the bait. I never I never want to put it back to where no, it you line. just I chuck just it in the throw boat. Throw it in the tackle box. Or throw it in the boat. Yeah. Like, after a fishing show, our boat's just like sprayed boat with stuff. Just shot. There's just lures everywhere, but Okay. <laughs> I just want to, that reminds me of the one time should we tell that story about the one time we were walleye fishing and the worms spilled? In the yeah, leaky boat. That okay. was bad. Okay, so we love to walleye fish as a family. Uh, we do a lot of it. Okay, this was at uh, a reservoir, wasn't yeah. it? One of the uh, first, yeah, we tried to catch Salem Reservoir. I don't know if, if you guys live in Ohio, you'll know where that reservoir is. Well, you, you'll know. You may know of it. You may it's, know it's of it. It's, it's 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 well known for its walleye. It's getting kind of difficult to fit. Not Salem Reservoir. I'm sorry. Try that again. Berlin. Berlin Reservoir. That's what it's it was. Bur- okay, Berlin. Yeah, Berlin Reservoir is a place that we, we walleye fish. Uh, fairly large reservoir, and uh, walleye fishing is pretty good there. And so... We have this little 14-foot aluminum boat that me and Rod do the majority of our fishing on. I haven't really wanted to upgrade our boat. I mean, we got the thing. We put electric in it. It works. We put a lot of work into it. It's not a flashy boat. We have a nine, Johnson 9.9 on the back. Uh, or a 10-horse. No, it? it's a 9.9. I'm a, not sure if it's a Johnson or not. Okay. Maybe it's, an, it's an old Johnson, I think. Yeah. I think, those, are, those are good money. It's a two-stroke. Yeah, really good really motor. Nice motor. And for that boat, it gets around. Like, it screams. With two people in that boat. You can scream with it. We can get it on plane, and it's really fun. So, you know... You know, not the most flashy boat, not a bass boat even, no, but not really. a lot of fun. So we'd load that thing full Puddle of Puddle jumper. What's the max on it? Five people, I think? We've had five. That's yeah. probably not very wise, but you'd be fine. <laughs> so the one day we were, we were walleye fishing, I think we had, it was me, you, dad, Isaiah, and grandpa. That's five. That's five people. And you can do it. Yeah. I remember we caught walleye. And we were out. We Of course, you know, everybody, we had to bring snacks. Oh, popcorn. Cheddar popcorns. Gotta must. have cheddar popcorn. That's, that's like a good luck thing that's with us. Changer, yeah. yeah. Cheddar, you get your you get your, bo- your your cans of Pepsi yep. or whatever. Um, we get our night crawlers, fishing tackle, everything's ready to go. Live minnows even. And we had got these night crawlers that are advertised as like chartreuse night they crawlers. They glow in the dark. Supposedly when you get them down into the water, they glow. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, I know. It's really weird. Um, but we got those and we were, we were going out. We were going out to, to walleye fish, and uh, the thing with Berlin is, though, there's no horsepower limit on it. Yeah, so you've literally got Pontoon. like, pontoons with, like, 500 <laughs> horse on plane coming past you. It's amazing. And the problem is they don't really respect a small boat like that. Yeah, 14-foot so boat, you get hammered. I remember it was a really busy day, and there was people everywhere flying by on their boats, and so my dad had to constantly be turning the boat so he'd hit the waves head on because you do yeah. not want a boat wave, wave to hit you on the side. Um, and our boat at this point, five people's riding low. Yeah, it's, it's fairly low. We had one wave come over the side, just a little bit over the back. Just it a wasn't bit. too bad, you know. But I mean, it wasn't wasn't the wisest thing. But yeah, we had that. So we got a bunch of water in the boat now. Yeah, we had water in the boat, and I think the minnows had spilled. Probably. They usually do. They usually do. Yeah. <laughs> the minnows had spilled, and I remember Isaiah was catching walleye. He caught like three walleye. Yeah. And like some nice ones, and nobody else was catching them. Yeah. Just Isaiah. Like a little six-year-old brother. Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I remember the worms spilled finally. And so they spilled into this 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 water in the bottom, right? The sewage. It turns into this soup. And these worms have like are in, I don't know what do they eat like the chartreuse stuff. I don't know what they do to them. They do something. the water turned chartreuse yellow. Yeah, like like glowing chartreuse. It's not so we had good. the chartreuse minnowy worm just infestation soup in the bottom Bad. of the boat. And was what was really funny is we actually finally we were done fishing for the day. We pulled the boat out and we pulled the plug, to drain the water out. It was just chartreuse water draining out of the boat. I know. And Rodney I, was so embarrassed. I was terribly embarrassed. We're so pulling out and you've got like a. Forty thousand dollar rig right pulling out right you, beside and you. Ours is peeing out chartreuse <laughs> juice. It's like, man. I will whatever. say, yeah, I will say. Since then, we've definitely stepped up our game the as far as been stepped up as yeah. far as boat control and as far as keeping the boat clean. Yeah, that was in the earliest. I think it was the first year we had the boat actually. First year we went walleye fishing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was is a funny story. It's, it's funny, humbling. Yeah. Well, it is humbling, but. So what was the first steelhead you ever caught fly fishing? Jumping we're jump, topics. We're jumping back to the steelhead. Topic. Back to the steelhead. <sighs> The first steelhead I ever caught, and I remember this, we were fishing a tributary, and basically what happens is the main river would flood, they get muddy, and the steelhead don't like muddy water. So they would yep. run up this tributary. The tributary usually had uh, cleaner water, so they would run up this tributary. Yep. And I remember there was a very small tributary. And they would stock up in there. Yeah, like they would stack mad. them in there, and of course, everybody knows about it. So there's just guys tromping everywhere, and there wasn't very many fish that day. I remember it was kind of hard because everybody, if you found a fish, you had to like stay on it. Yeah, don't get pushed Because there's kind of a spot. certain code of ethics where like if someone's on a fish, you don't really want to get close to them. Yeah, you give them plenty of distance. Of course, I have met some anglers that... They um, have no uh, idea of that rule. It yeah, is. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about we'll that We'll talk later. about that a little bit. Um, so yeah, I found saw this one fish. It was a, a male and two females, and yep. they were in a really tiny, narrow um, cut of the river. Like it was a, the, the, the tributary splits off into multiple little yeah. pieces. It's really weird. And uh, they were right in there, and I'd, I'd found this egg, a little egg imitation, which a lot, so many people fish that river that I would keep my eyes open you for, flies. for flies that would get hung up. And so I, I plucked this little beautiful little egg. I was like, I'll try that. Tied it on. And I remember I made, I don't know, three or four casts on it, and I saw the thing go, like that. Saw its mouth flash on yeah. it. And I went, quick. And I think, and it was such a small creek that it really couldn't do a whole lot. But Run I was like screaming down. for my dad. My dad comes on and my dad runs and just bear hugs the thing. Boom. Bam, I remember it was, it. I was super. It was a DC fish. It was like Super what? excited. It was five pounds. It was a five pound yeah. box or something like that. It was really, really nice. So yeah, that was, that my, was my first steelhead. My first steelhead was in the same river. And I remember, I'm pretty sure it was my first. Yeah, it was your first. And I remember we were fishing couldn't catch anything. And we were fishing up and down the river. And then there were some guides. That they weren't guiding anybody. They, they were, were just, just bored. They were just bored, and they saw me and Brendan, and they they liked the way we were. We were like really young. I was like, and eight, we were I was really like serious. Eight years old. Like, we were really serious. We thought we were just like thought we were the bomb. So this dude, you know, obviously my flies were not up to par. They rather <laughs> shot little mangled feathers. I don't know. So he's like, here, this is what you need. And we got on a, a bunch of fish, a bunch of spawning. It was like fish. five or six fish. Yeah. And uh, first fish that I caught was a beautiful hen just out of Lake Erie. Yeah. Like, really hens nice are hens are female steelhead. They're, they're really beautiful. They're, they're beautiful. They're especially silver. Right out, especially right out of the lake. Yeah. They're silver and they got like a little bit of pink on their scales. Yeah. Spots awesome. on their back. Beautiful fish. My so favorite I kind of fish. Caught catch. that. And at that point we were keeping to eat. So I kept it. And then a little bit longer, the guy kind of walked off down the river looking for more fish. Yeah. And I hooked into a big buck. It was like a 10 pound, I think yep. it was a 31 inch buck. Yep, and you landed Landed it. that bad boy. So that was the two first fish I ever caught. And then. I caught two too, and right dad, beside and you. I remember dad couldn't catch any. So. Yeah, and my grandpa, and my grandpa caught a 10 pounder that day too. Yeah, that's right. So we did two 10 pounders. 
we did had two ten pounders and I caught two smaller ones. But yeah, it was probably our, our best day, but yeah. I think by sure that was good. But that without those good. guys, I don't think we'll be able to hook I would them. Have caught nothing. Yeah, so it was, it was cool. Fish. Yeah, and after that, I don't know that I've caught a steelhead after those two. You haven't, haven't you? It's been what? I'm trying to think. I don't think you have, bro. It's been like seven years since I've caught a steelhead. You hooked what? We were fishing earlier this year. Uh, you earlier hooked? this year, I did hook up twice, but they popped off. Popped. So hopefully we have another. We have another We've like got a couple couple weeks yet of steelhead. We got like. April yet to try and get some fish done. Yeah, early April. And maybe we'll, you, may, you guys might see a video of that. Maybe. We'll see once. So let's talk about people who intrude your spots. Oh, goodness. Things. Yeah, so I remember the one time I we got to the river early. It was This was this was another creek. Mm-hmm. And this creek is a really clear creek, but it does not have a lot of fish in it. I remember there was like a couple fish in this one section, like maybe 10 fish, and they were yeah. scattered out. I, I got on two fish. I found two fish early. We got there early. I found two fish, and I was holding my ground, and there was other anglers arriving, and everybody's looking for fish, and it's kind of one of those area situations you're where... you're a kid. Like, yeah, everybody's looking for fish, and it's tense because there's not a lot of fish, and yeah. everybody wants to catch them, so it can get a little heated. Um, but I remember this one guy was started fishing above me, and he just would make a cast and take two steps towards me and make a cast slowly and take drifting, two steps. Slowly drifting down. And slowly coming into my spot. I didn't have the backbone to say, hey, buddy, back off. So I just kept moving away. I didn't want to snag his line because he was a, looked like a really professional dude. I didn't want to snag his line because I heard that was like the worst thing you could do is snag somebody else's oh, line. Oh, that's awful. So I just moved out of my spot. I was really ticked off. And this guy comes in, boom, hooks a fish, and fights it for a little bit. All of a sudden, lost it. pops the line. He's like, oh, he said a bad word, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you asked for that one." Man. Yeah, I felt a little smug, but he still That's took funny. my spot. Yeah, you had a guy with a spinner. Tell me I about that. I had a guy. Uh, I was maybe ten or eleven. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe maybe twelve. Ah, I'm gonna say ten. And I was fishing. And I had got on a bunch of fish, and it was a, one of the situations. It was like a buck and two hens, or yeah. I don't know something like that. And the fish were up in the shallows enough. That you could see where other anglers had hooked into the snag the fish's back and broke off. Yeah. So you could literally see flies, like egg sacs, on this fish's back. Like you could really see the fish. Yeah. So I was on him, I was throwing at him, couldn't get him to bite. And I noticed this dude who's like maybe 16 or 17, he kept just working closer and closer <laughs> behind me. Was he chucking a spinner or something on a Slinging spinning rod? Slinging a spinner on a spinning rod. I, I don't know what he's doing. He didn't really know what he was doing. He it was didn't like, look he like He was tromping up and down the yeah, river. He, I saw him. It was like. Didn't he didn't really know, like, I don't know. So I was like, yo, bro. So he just slowly kept coming in behind me, yeah. closer and closer and closer. Finally, I was like, I was like a little punk. I was like, yeah. hey, could you just give me some space? You know? <laughs> Such a little jerk. I had to tell him twice, actually, yeah. before he got to him. That's hilarious. Can you give me some space? But, I mean, that's, that, that that's, a, a, that's a code of ethics, too. Yeah, that should be a t-shirt. Can you give me some space? I'm fishing here. Yeah, especially fly fishing because you're drift fishing. Yeah. You've got to throw up and drift above the fish. And drift down. Drift so down. you have a wider area. So you have to have a wide area. It's not like yeah. you can just yeah cast right on them. So that was about the only experience I've ever had. Other than that, a lot of the English are really respectful. As long as you're respectful to the other guys, there's no yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. I think we did walk across a guy who was trying to fish one time. Mess him up. scared his fish. I think he was kind of mad at us. It was a really shallow riffle area, and there was the only place we could cross. There was guys on either side of us. I, was just, I just ran across, and I think a fish took off, and he yelled at us. I don't remember that. Okay, well, I think I'm I I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. We weren't tra- – it was an accident. We, weren't, we didn't know he was, it was fish there. I mean, but why else would he be fishing there? He was fishing up from a little. He was fishing quite a bit, like at the tail out of the pool, and there was riffles. Oh, we cut I, up on the top side. And we cut on them the cut on the bottom, and I think they took off that uh, way. Or there was one in the ripples that took off. Yeah, and he was kind of sad about it. Oh, he'd be all right. Yeah, he likes it. He says no. He'd be good. He'd be good. What are we at time? Oh, we're about oh twenty eight minutes, something like that. So I think okay, we're gonna wrap it. Wrap it up. Yeah, guys, first episode of the podcast. Uh, like I said, we just kind of. 
talk a little bit about fishing. We didn't talk about hunting that much. Not, not a lot about hunting. Uh, no, we'll just talk about hunting a little bit. A couple more minutes, eh? Do you want to talk about hunting? We, we can. Yeah, let's just do that. Okay. I turkey hunt, for those of you who don't know. Um, he turkey hunts, he deer hunts, he groundhog hunts, he... I do a lot of hunting. We dove do, hunt. We dove hunt. Goose hunt. Yeah. Dove hunting's fun. I enjoy I'm not that. good at goose hunting. Here's, I'm such a bad shot, like... The first time I went dove hunting, I had this gun that was terrible. You had the bad gun. I had, I of course, I ended up with the shotgun that I actually threw a pattern. Yeah, and you were you were knocking them, and I was like, I shot two whole boxes of shells, and I got, got two bird? birds. I got two birds. Wow. I got one bird, and the other bird fe- I found on the ground. Somebody else would hit it. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. sad. Yeah, dove hunting's a lot of fun. Uh, if, I, if if I was gonna be taking a, for those of you who are older, maybe and. Or just want to get somebody involved in the outdoors. I would for sure either take him fishing, yeah, or uh, turkey hunting. Ooh, because if you take him deer hunting, okay, deer hunting's fun, but it's cold. It's freezing cold eighty percent of the time. Yeah, and unless you live in Georgia, yeah, unless you live lucky in Georgia, Georgians, lucky. But they don't have big deer, so they pay for it. <laughs> no, but honestly, turkey hunting's way more fun. You get to interact with the animal. Yeah, you can hear them. It's it's action packed for the most part. If you're on birds, you're hearing them gobble. Um, so I would definitely suggest that. Yeah. So you. Well, when does turkey season open in Ohio? Uh, April 24th. So, so we got like three weeks. Yep. And you're, I, you're frantically trying frantically to get your stuff trying together? Frantically trying to get stuff together. You bought a new shotgun. Tell, tell about that. I did. Uh, I bought a Benelli Nova Ooh, for 300 fancy. And 370 some bucks. Fancy, fancy. I would highly recommend that shotgun. It is very <laughs> nice. It's you know, Okay, Benelli's are kind of a... Uh, I didn't want to spend that much money. I, went, I had like 300 bucks. Yeah. And I wanted to get a, a good gun for whatever. And I was thinking Remington 870 and Mossberg 500. Right. And you can buy those for about that price. It's not they're a good gun. The advantages with a Benelli that I that I didn't know until I bought one is how easily they break down mm, yeah. and how fast you can put them together. I have I don't know why I got all into seeing how fast I could yeah, take li- my gun apart li- and put it together. Literally, he spent like a whole and day. And then I had my little brother like timing me how fast I could do he it. He spent a whole day in in our bedroom just breaking down his just gun hammer. and putting it back together. And we're talking and how fast. Like, he can when get. I break it down, I'm talking actions out. Barrels off, like everything's everything's apart. Yeah, like it's fully ready to be cleaned. What was your fastest time on that? Fifty-four seconds. Wow. And back together. That's impressive. So the gun breaks down super easy. Um, Clean, shoots easy. great. It's yeah. got a really fast uh, action on it, yeah. and it's it's just a really nice gun. I would highly recommend it. It breaks down super easy. You don't even need any tools to do it. You can do it right in the field. Um, I've broken down some Mossberg Mossberg uh, brand, not a Mossberg five hundred necessarily, but like a older Mossberg. And there's just a lot of parts that go in it. Which is fine. They're good guns. They work great. It's just if if you're looking for that, and I honestly happened upon it a great deal. I bought yeah. it. I wouldn't have. It's used, right? Yeah, it was used. But normally I would have. Uh, I would have just bought it. Shout gun. out to Gander Mountain. Gotta love Gander Mountain. Their little bargain bins. For like are, aren't, they, aren't they going out of business? The one in uh, the one in uh, Canton. It looked like was going. Was it? No, that was sorry. That was the that one. was another one up in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. No, Pittsburgh. Sorry. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, it was like blowout sale. Blowout sale. And 25% I was, off. No, 75% yeah, off everything. And then I, I went in and I saw the Killer Bee decoy, which What's is a strutting Tom decoy. And I didn't see, like, they had a thing and it said 15 bucks. And here it was the shelf above had yeah. it hanging down. It was like for some stupid gloves. So I'm like, oh, my word. You know, it's a $60 decoy. I right. got to buy this thing. So I grab it right up front. And the dude's like, I give him like 15 bucks. He's like, oh, it's 60 <laughs> I'm like, well, that's stupid. It was but only on select items, too. Yeah. They made it seem like they everything was... They made it seem was like everything was on... Like, we didn't even buy anything. No, I was mad. We were so ticked. All right, guys, there you go. There is the podcast. Uh, we went a little longer than we were expecting, but yeah. it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Uh, didn't really talk about hunting this much in this episode, but that's okay. It's fine. Uh, we can always do that next time. We'll see once. Uh, yeah, if you guys like this podcast, if you want to hear more, uh, be sure to let me know in the comments below. Give this video a like, and be sure to subscribe for more videos. As always... Have what, a nice day. Well, what's we should have like a, an ending. Hold on, I got an ending. Oh, the guitar's coming out. You like an ending jingle? We could. Until next time, be sure to subscribe for more future videos. Okay, shut it down. See ya. Actually, that might be kind of cool of an ending. <laughs>